Hey, it's Kate. And Heather. And this is Travel Pro Theory. And we're going to talk about uh, what we think the future of the supplier advisor relationship looks like post corona time <laughs> when you said this is travel pro theory i was like we should probably say during corona like during yeah all this of our is our episodes. corona cast yeah <laughs> <laughs> all of our episodes have to have that like uh disclosure on it right it's, it's corona that's yeah that's true like we're in quarantine and uh we're doing our best <laughs> So Amen. we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm trying to think of how we should start this out. I mean, I guess let's talk about like what the supplier advisor relationship was looking like maybe right before all of this happened. Okay. Or just discuss. Okay. I was like, where should we go? Like, we should have probably talked about this before we hit record. Whoopsie daisy. Um, we're too busy trying to solve the world's daisy. problems. Um <laughs> I was also, okay, that's my other thought was just like call out the bad behavior and what we think how it will change. Same difference. Yeah, I, same difference. Yeah, same difference. Yeah, kind of like where we were and what we're, what we're hoping will, will change, I guess, is where we're going with this. Cause who knows where it's going to land, but I know where I'm hoping it goes after yeah. all of this. Um, I don't know. So I would say, okay, how about we go about this way? I will say, I'll start out with, Pre-corona, as a supplier, here's what I wish advisors knew about the supplier experience. And then we'll do okay. the reverse. I like this. Okay. So what I wish advisors knew was the amount of time spent per trip for FITs and um, just how much front-loaded time is involved with that. Um, I wish that under I wish that advisors understood that <laughs> I'm trying to think of a nice way the best way to say this that us that as a supplier educating an advisor is a courtesy and not necessarily oh, okay. a responsibility yeah. and and it's a huge time spend so for example if I was working with someone new and I'm teaching them a lot about how the industry works and how to even partner with a supplier you know and then we get to the trip part that kind of thing. Um, I would say a point of frustration for me as a supplier was having advisors um, that just truly, I don't think, I, I wanna say they didn't value the work of a supplier. And I think it's mostly because they didn't truly mm -hmm. understand all the work that's mm -hmm. going into it. I think it's very easy after you go to a supplier and have like 50 emails back and forth with them and end up with a custom trip that your client loved and then to come back later and be like well i could just book this myself it's like well you couldn't have before all that work because you didn't know where to begin um, right so that's something i, I wish wholeheartedly that they knew and then i also wish advisors understood the money side of the supplier um thing which something i've been talking a lot about on stories over on travel pro theory and that is if you are like as a supplier just doing fit if you're charging a non-refundable deposit and payments um if, if we're if we're charging the gross amount then that gross amount includes not only your commission but our markup too and so part of those non-refundable payments represent the money that we make that's what we get paid to do um and so it's not the same as just booking directly with a 
hotel or whatever. And there's a reason that different cancellation policies and payment policies come into play with that. Um, because the main thing that I wish advisors knew, and this is something I also wish consumers knew and something we've been talking about more, is that when you're entering in this model of booking and it goes from traveler to an advisor, to a supplier, to the people in destination on the ground, that it's a high touch premium service. And so of course that comes with certain terms and conditions because my work, I, I heard an advisor once describe it as when they were talking in terms of a supplier saying like, well, just in terms of all of this with cancellations, uh, where it's like, well, if the client didn't get to take the trip, like they paid, but they didn't experience the product. And that's not entirely true. Because right. the supplier, uh, what our product is, is a service and the service is putting together, advising, creating that trip, booking and managing the full trip. So I kind of wish that we all were clearer on those partnerships mm -hmm. and what the, everyone's role was. And that way it's not a shock to the system when um, someone cancels and it's like, of, of course people made money along the way. You don't get to work, you know what I mean? Like if a traveler comes to you and they're doing a consult with you, you come to me, you do a consult with me, I'm talking to every individual person on the ground. Mm -hmm. We should, that in no way equates to the value of if someone just goes online and goes click, click. Those are two different Absolutely. things. And people yeah. get paid. So I, you know, kind of along that lines that... Um, as a supplier, I wish more advisors understood that, like, ed well, teaching you how to do an itinerary is not a charity service. I do run a business. We all run a business. <laughs> well, so, and it's yeah. be being courteous in that regards. Yeah. And I think we've discussed this before, but, like, saying sorry when you need to say sorry as an advisor or s supplier, which... Mm. Mm -hmm. We'll go into that more detail. Like there is some weird um, stigmas to both. Uh, I don't yeah. know if stigmas is that the right word I want. Whatever. But when we do a disservice of not explaining our per partnerships and our connections to the client, who then thinks, just like you said, that the work has they haven't received the work when they're the whole purpose of them hiring me, which then I work with you, was to do the work. Yeah. But because it's like not tangible to them anymore, like they didn't go and sit down and research 25 things or, you know, send 100 emails or whatever the case is. It's now like, well, we didn't get what we paid for. No, no. I did that for you. It was a service. Yeah. yeah like that. You paid for a service that, honestly, the trip is like the last. I don't even know if I'd say the trip is the last 25%. I'd be like, it's like the last 10%. Yeah. All the work leading up to it. I know. Well, I guess it's not. I would say 25% because the people on the ground are obviously completing the act, Carrying the service there. Yeah. Yes. But, but, it, but it's so front loaded and that like you and I have a relationship that goes back years that they're, that they are getting as part of that relationship. And then yeah. my, my relationships on the ground that are 10 years in, it's like, this was a long That's what time in the making. <laughs> well, and I even think about it, like I kind of break down in my head, like let me think about my task list for each trip. I have yeah. one task after the trip <laughs> compared to yeah. the 28 yeah. that I have prior to. 
So that in itself proves the point of like all the work I'm doing to make sure that trip is perfect for them is all front loaded and we should be paid for that. So when you're asking your supplier to refund in full, especially in this pandemic, um, it's kind of insane. And we need to do a better job of educating the consumer on that thought process because if they wanted the point and click, they could have gotten the point and click. Yes, we want to be their advocates. I don't want to negate that. But you're being their advocate by looking out for them and offering them their best options, advising them as best as possible. They're not having to Google, you know, UK travel state gov to figure out what the Mm -hmm. heck is up. They're not the ones having to try to find accurate information from around the world. That's what we're doing. So we just, I, I think when we wrote down or wrote notes when we originally recorded this. This is a re-record, by the way. And also, I feel like we should have prefaced this with, we are really focusing on the FIT supplier. We're not necessarily talking about our big box suppliers. That's yeah, because it's such a different either of our, And that's not either of our areas of expertise. Yeah. That's not really what I work with anymore. And my that's complaints with do. them are way more like, they're just not high touch and it's technology issues versus any, like, it, yeah. they're just totally different issues um but we talked about kind of the number one thing hoping to come away bc is transparency Mm -hmm. more transparency and this is you know what you're discussing here is transparency in our relationship and the connection of the entire industry and i think you described it as a triangle when we first recorded this, wasn't that? Yeah, I can't remember. Honestly, was I don't that, remember now from when we first. But it's like, but it is. It's a, it's a chain for sure. It's a, it's linked. We're all linked, and it all leans on each other. And I think we've, I think we have done ourselves a vast disservice by not describing what we do as a high touch premium, you know, service. Um, and you know, you're entering into a contract. I do think that right now. Um, in current Corona, I was trying. I was like CC <laughs> current. Yeah, corona CC. Times. I like it. <laughs> um, that a lot. I I would be willing to bet that because uh, my experience has overall been very good. So I can't. You know, I can't complain. Um, but I would be willing to bet that a lot of unhappy either travelers who are unhappy with the advisor or the supplier. I. I. It's all communication because I'm like, if it wasn't clearly stated and if you booked under a certain terms and conditions and obviously allowing for some flexibility and grace and humanity to come into play on that i'm not saying that like any supplier should just be like nope terms are the terms you don't get to go and you don't get no money i'm not saying that at all um obviously you just mr get- cowboy fingers with that and <laughs> <Like, laughs> the guns we need to yeah i'll holster i'll put the guns away yeah um, yes <laughs> <laughs> but you know as far as but there's but still obviously giving people the full value of their dollar in terms of like future travel credit and everything like that um and allowing a lot of flexibility within that but yeah i i'm willing to bet i'm like there's a lot of i just think miscommunication because if you think it's the same as clicking a button online and booking it it isn't. It's a totally different model. It works differently. It has different terms and conditions. It literally always has. Just no one's bothered to read until now. And <laughs> so that's true. kind of 
That's kind of that. So I think that's where I like as a supplier, that's my point. So what would you say though? Cause obviously supply, I'm not here to say that suppliers are not making mistakes or have not been making mistakes uh, prior to this. So as an advisor, what do you wish suppliers knew? And I think we're doing it, differently. It, I feel like it all goes to the, the same thing of transparency though, because yeah. I've been fortunate too in this process. All of my partners have been, I really can't think of a bad situation yet. Knock on wood. I still have more to go through. <laughs> so right. I'm like, but even if I get one out of all of the trips I had, I would be like, well, okay, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> like yeah. I, you know, all things yeah. considered. Um, what I do wish would happen in terms of transparency too is, and I think we're going to get into this in a little bit, but I, you know, I've run into situations with DMCs that I probably wasn't a great fit for and they didn't say no. And, yeah. and I, I mean, I know you've been down this path too. And then we get into these situations which are less than ideal and I can't be the advocate for both anymore. And I'd be like, hey, this is how I work. And they would be like, oh, just it would always, you know, come out later than like, ooh, when were you going to tell me that? Or why weren't you clear with that? Yeah, you you are very good at that with like describing how exactly you typically work. Yeah. I don't think they're reading it. And I know I've I've been always upfront about this. This happens more with my European DMCs than anybody else, specifically people who are like, are you like living in Europe for some reason? They just operate on a, a little differently, which, you know, is what it is. I think they say yes to more things than they should. A lot of them do. Yeah. Um, there's others that I would be like, they don't say no, but they definitely don't do the same work. And then it's like, why didn't you just say no? <laughs> so I think transparency right. yeah. in general, that's what I want. I want transparency from them up front. Like, here, great. This is how we work. Awesome. Okay, let's make a decision right now if we're good for each other or bad for each other. And then because, Katie, you know how stressed I've been when I have a deadline and I don't hear from somebody and then I get it and it's terrible and I'm like, I got to go find somebody else, tell the client something and, you know, fix it all up again. And it's and like that never works out well. And never ever does it yeah. work out well. No, it's I always, always miss a something. scramble. Yeah, you always yep. feel like you're playing from behind. Yeah. Right. So that's I think you know, I was reading through my notes. I wrote down transparency. Uh we need to be more transparent. Um <laughs> I was like, I saw another one here that was so it's all clearly the same thing and uh just being like you said, more communication and realizing that we're one team, one goal. Yes. Like, this is a mutual beneficial relationship that doesn't operate without the other person. And yes. I do realize that I, there are enough, obviously I have colleagues out there that are more like, well, I, they come from the world of DIY travel because that's what like, landed them in the industry. And this is not me saying something poorly about you. So please don't think I'm talking about you personally, yeah. but it's just, it, there's so many of them. Like that's just yeah. a very natural way to come in. And 
I don't think they're quite there yet on understanding the DMC and what time save that is. And while yes, it is a premium product. So yes, let's be real friends. Your clients are paying more. If we try to beat that down, it doesn't make sense. Why would yeah. that not cost more? That's They're right. asking and here, for a premium product or service, excuse they are, me. They are. And it comes out to like, and I'm not saying like, I don't think either of us are saying that like it should be, you know, in cases where sometimes you go to a DMC and it's like a 30, 40% market. Well, yeah. The, you know, I have a few I won't work with because I'm like, yes. no. But it should be, the price should be comparable, but it it's paying more in terms of... In, in the policies, the policies less like ev- operators are not as flexible as booking with a hotel because the hotel is it's set up on their website or on their reservations. It's it's a lower touch. They're not writing a full itinerary. They're not talking. They're you also through it. okay. They're also not going to get contracted rates and going. Mm, correct. Remember that time? Um. Oh God, I'm going to forget what property it was. You got me a room that basically didn't exist for. Um. This was last year. Oh God, I can picture these people in my head. I don't remember. Oh, they like they couldn't find it online. Was it? Yeah, and well, was like, was it Scotland? Like we thought. Was it the Culloden? Col- Am I saying that right? I'm done with myself oh, today. A Culloden house? Yeah, was it Culloden house that she really wanted to stay at, and like we thought it was sold out, and you got the room. Oh yes. Anyway, yep. I, I was like, yes. was it Culloden yes. house? Well, I was like, anyways. The pro- point here is. That's the type of thing they're go- they're paying for. Like mm-hmm. they're paying for the fact that you knew them personally and got us that room versus yeah. I mean I feel like we all know in the industry we all say it. We're all like it's all based on relationships. Well y'all walk the walk. Don't talk yeah. the talk. Uh, Don't just true. talk and, the talk, excuse me. And, and while we're kind of on the subject of contract rates too, this is another reason that like typically operators, if you're if they're packaging, again, this is talking about FIT operators that are packaging things up into one rate. Um, the contracts I get now, granted, um, I prepay everyone about 30 days out. Um, and that's, that was my proposal. That's, that was my pitch to people from the beginning to be easy to work with. Not everyone's like that. A lot of people do are paying on credit afterwards or invoice depends on their volume and their contract. These are all different, but you have to understand too, that like I manage, God, I don't even know, at least like a hundred, between a hundred and 200 different contracts. And they Mm -hmm. all have different cancellation policies. They all have different payment policies. So I have to create something that works within all of those and protects and also gives me some turnaround time from the time I collect money from a client till I pay people out, allowing some grace. So that if someone's a few days late on the payment, I'm not turning around and canceling on them. And that kind of thing. And, and it's kind of the same as you see it if you go to a hotel's direct website. You get a better rate if you're prepaying. That's like, that's also part of we, I'm on a contracted rate and it comes with prepaid terms. Right. It's not as flexible. Um, so I think kind of understanding that, um, and that's good to know, like not just right now, like obviously none of us saw what's happening now coming and we're all, everyone's adapting and doing their best. Um, but going forward, I I would like to see, I think there's a responsibility on both sides um, to like as a supplier, it's my responsibility to be as like upfront as possible. Of, like this is how I work and this is how we can work together and to not say yes to everybody. 
Mm-hmm. And then as an advisor, I think the responsibility is like, you need to be clear in that, like, if you're partnering with someone, but then you have a client who's not going to be comfortable with paying a deposit, and they would rather you book everything separately a la carte, then don't go to that supplier and waste their time and try to get them to put it together for you. Like, it's that's unfair. And it's not good behavior, like going to call you out bad behavior. That is yeah. bad behavior. Because I know that it's happened to me so many times, where I've straight up been used to like, talk you out, talk you through an itinerary, and then no business comes out of it. And the reality is, I, I, I use my time to make money. <laughs> so right. if you take that away from me, you are taking money out of your supplier's pockets. And then you can't turn around and also get upset later if they're like, um, either taking on minimum. Yeah, well, and budget, also, like, yeah. This, is, well, that too, yeah. this is, yeah, this is why there's other rules that come into play. Like, this is why there's minimum room nights and minimum budgets. The margins aren't that high. The cost of time is the same. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just as much work for me to put together, usually more work, actually, to do that, like, $3,500 trip than a 15 grand trip. So, like, right. You know, that's those things cause us to make decisions. So like, you also have to think about that too, like creating the industry that we want. If you want more operators and DMCs to be able to work with moderate budgets, then we have to work in a way that allows them to maximize their time so that they're still getting paid. That's a good point too. Yeah. I was like, we hadn't really gone into detail there. And well, you make me think too, like if somebody does, their own FIT, you mentioned it, and it just made me think of something like you're still managing as the advisor all those terms and conditions. That means you have to separate mm-hmm. out instead of having just one blanket statement that you can reflect on. Like you have to go back and then negotiate and go back and like if you have somebody who needs to cancel, let's say it's not, this is post-corona, life is semi-normal and you're we're back to those things and you have to go through and check all the cancellation policies and move all of that. Like that's a time spent Mm -hmm. on your part and you're surely not making, you know, enough money out of a fee on that more than likely. Um, You made me think of something. Yeah. I think think people like really don't understand the admin side of that. I mean, it's, it's no different, honestly, me doing it or you doing it. It's just like that literal amount of time is if you're going to book it and I'm not I'm not advocating that every advisor should work with a supplier. Like if it's not your jam, that's not your jam. No one's trying to talk you into it. But the time spend, yeah, you got to manage all the different terms and conditions, the different payment policies. You have to chase everyone for commission. You're going to have to send the booking. You're going to have to reconfirm the booking. If you if it's their honeymoon or whatever, you're going to have to go through and talk to every individual person on the ground about that. And then you have to manage all of that on the way um back as well because like heaven forbid what if they if they miss a if you miss a payment well that's on you because it's going to throw the whole trip you're going to have to find availability if you put together an itinerary and then when they go to book it something's not available you're the one finding the alternative not your supplier so it's it's just a matter of like what with like potentially less contacts to do so because and i know i don't i'm not this is not necessarily a popular opinion or popular way of doing things but that i really try to be a client expert versus a destination expert like that's i would say that that's like a semi-old school way of thought now um and you made me think of that too when i was kind of touching on the diy travel thing um the at the end of the day fuck 
I cannot. Like, I literally had this thought in my head and now I can't. Ah! Made me think of it. Sorry, I just screamed. I tried to back away from the mic. I'm so brain dead. This is like the Jorge thing. (laughs) Is it George? (laughs) Is it George? Like, I don't know what happened to my brain. Oh, my God. Okay, it'll it'll come back to me. Well, I was like looking at my notes. Oh, this is, well, it's related. It is related enough. We're going to make it because I don't know if this is what I was thinking about or not. Um, In terms of transparency and honesty, too, on what I hope to see going forward is just more reflection of or more opening about this is how we make money. And like you said, we're not significant, like going through DMC isn't necessarily significantly more. And sometimes it's even less just depending on what their rate Mm -hmm. contracts are and what we're playing with. Like, if you come to me with a decent budget, I can probably come under budget with a good DMC and everybody still wins. Now, your five, six thousand dollar budget gets a little, we're we're pushing it just because that's that's not a lot of money for what we're asking for. But I think, so I guess what I wanted to say here too is just so... I'm walking the walk also is I am actually in the process of working with Jenna, of course, of in the details, darling, if you're not familiar, um, to redo my welcome guide and to redo some of these things that open this conversation up better so that when we get on the console call, I'm also opening up. Um, This also relates in a way to that we had that wonderful webinar with kevin under tpt's bundle three and not to like plug our own shit but there was a lot of good conversation in there about yes suppliers terms and conditions and our terms and conditions and how we're all going to move forward with that mm-hmm. so my point there is just that like i'm redoing my own work to include more talk about my dmc partners and hey you're going to be signing two sets of terms and conditions now you're going to sign mine and then you're going to sign theirs just so that we're clear because I do think all of us need to anticipate more people asking those questions, especially if they're if they're pretty well traveled. They're going to be asking terms and conditions questions after, post, post-corona. post remembered what I was going to say finally um, when we were talking about the DIY thing. I, I guess I just want to encourage them if like it took me almost 10 years to get used to or 10 to 11 years to really use dmc's well and then i just made the whole switch so that's not yeah if you're like not understanding it and you're still fighting like but if i individually price every single component it's a hundred dollars less and you're fighting that still you're allowed to be in that brain space but once you finally get it and you find some good suppliers that you connect with and you have budgets that you can work with, because I will say that that's part of the problem there, too, is if all it's you're more getting budget is clients. $5,000, you know, nine day trips to Europe, it is tough. Nobody wants, you know, that's tough to do an yeah. FIT on your own and it's tough to work with the DMC for it. But once you're able to make that switch, by God, you're going to be like, ah, uh. I think that's why people always comment on how many trips I do a year. And I'm like, it's because I rely on my partners. Like I, like I can do those trips because I'm relying on people who know what the hell they're doing, and we're just work. It's seamless. Yeah. Well, it's okay. So that's like an interesting thought process because you're right. A lot of um, we see this all the time. Like people have asked you for the last bajillion years how, like, to get to your 
to where you are in the business. And that is how you've been like leveraging your time. And um, anyway, that's, you know, it's because of the way that you've used your time and used your partners that you were able to like build up to that amount in a way that like feels good. Like if you had to manage every individual component of like all of your trips right now, I'm sure you'd be like going batty. Oh my God. Um, Oh my God, Katie. (laughs) I would be, (laughs) I think I don't have a brain right now. I would literally, I think I would have just had to be like, well, my, uh, my, that was a good run. Let's call it a day. (laughs) It's it's been fun guys. It's been real. I'm going to see it. But you know, when you were saying like that kind of um, sort of the DIY type advisor, this is like a little bit of a, a pet peeve of mine. Not that like people do this, like by all means, go put put it together yourself. I don't mind. Um, but it does as a supplier. That's where I get a little bit of a pet peeve where it's like, if you like, it's, it's very easy to say in hindsight, like, well, I could have done that. And it's like, well, but you mm-hmm. didn't. You, you came to someone else and relied on their years of expertise and their relationships to put this together for you. And like, oh yeah, remember when you thought that they could drive to Giant's Causeway from Killarney and we looked at a map together? Like these are things that like you, you obviously didn't know going in and you wouldn't have put this together the same. And that's somewhere where, I mean, I've been gaming this out. I don't know totally what this looks like on my end as a supplier going forward, but I have gotten pretty clear in this little break that I'm like, yeah, my relationships and my partnerships are going to look different after this. They just are. Um, I think they everybody's almost, are for the most part. Yeah. I really do. I don't think any of us are going to. Well, especially if the we've talked about this a lot Um between ourselves where if we do get paint like just bl- what the f- I'm gonna go get a glass <laughs> of wine because this is literally I just think it's like words just they're um, so close <sighs> anyways if we get really busy I was thinking of another word but I don't know what it was in travel come like 2021 is blessedly busy because we can go and we have a solution to this situation. Your supplier partners are not going to be able to take just anything. And more than likely, we're going to lose a chunk of advisors. And so the cream of the crop will hopefully be what's left. And the the suppliers who already have a relationship with those people will want to be working with them because they can fly, like they can get it together and go and they're going to be selling. So if yeah. you're kind of behind that curve, it's yeah. you're going to need to lay out your cards. Hey, Katie, you have that great download on your website. North and Leisure has um, her supplier cheat sheet. That's what it's called. Oh, yes. Uh, we, we gave that away on two on TPT. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're right. The truth is, I mean, you would be playing from behind. Like as a supplier, let me tell you, even though the rules might change for future trips, my OGs, the people from way back that took the chance on me in those real early years, the rules don't apply to them. And that's true at every operator. So they are going to absolutely be prioritizing, like let's say it comes back and it's a rush and 
there's not as many operators as there were. And even the ones that are left don't have the same staff that they had because they That's couldn't true. keep everybody. And they're on a skeleton crew. And will they be hiring those people back? Like, yeah, probably. But like, it's going to take a minute for that cash flow to roll in enough to do that. And so they're going to have to be prioritizing their time. And that really looks like if I know that you're the advice, like if Heather, if you send me something, I know that we're going to like work together well and close it versus if it's someone I've never worked with before. And it's like, I, I, you don't know that yet. Like we don't have that working relationship. Well, and, and if the, if the approach is wrong, we've said this before, but yes. it's always in the approach. If the approach is like some weird email that you're like, you have nothing here. You haven't even done your work. I got to go tell you to go and qualify your client better. That's yeah. what you're not going to get anybody's time. Well, I won't say anybody because there are definitely some suppliers who will be desperate enough. But we also have to remember yeah. that we're going to be coming. We're all going to be working from behind because occupancy levels are probably still going to be capped. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody that's being rebooked is going to get priority. So I think that's so. actually something. If you have the time, I also say this, like guys, I, I, Katie, and I have had open conversations about the fact that the non-parent and the parent quarantine it looks yeah. very different right now. Mm-hmm. So I say this with like a grain of, like, just take it for what it is and when you can fit it into your life. Because if you are a parent, like I get you, I see you, but. If you're not and you're just like sitting at home working on your business, then if you feel like, oh my God, I'm listening to this and I'm behind the curve, now's the time to reach out and say, how do you work? How do you like to work? I've always been interested in working with you, but not surface level, like tell me about your destination, the nitty gritty. How are your deposit terms going to change? What information can I provide to you? Who should I email? What should I expect in that turnaround? will it be an outline or a detailed itinerary? Yeah. Like, tell me how you want it so that when we come back, I am like ready to ready to go. Okay. So another tip there, if you are listening to this and you're like, Oh, yep, I'm going to start doing this. Uh, because again, all in the approach, this can't be because, um, this is another like little slight pet peeve of mine. We'll see if this is better or worse. BC, um, is when someone reaches out and it's kind of like um, CC. She means CC. Yeah, CC. When, uh, <laughs> when, when something is like, uh, how do I want to say this? It's like a way where you could kind of, it kind of feels like someone's coming at you a little bit. Like they're not actually yeah. interested in how I do things. They're like, well, what are you going to do for people after this? So it's like, hold on. We've never worked together. You don't know what I've done for people right now. So take it down a notch. One. Right. Uh, but two, kind of, again, going back to that, like, let's be transparent in this model. I am, it is in no benefit and of no interest to me to pretend that a traveler going to an advisor, coming to a supplier, going to the ground destination is the same thing as someone booking online themselves. I don't need to talk you into it. You're either, you either want a high touch premium service or you don't. There's DIY options for everything. I can attempt to cobble together some ramen at home by myself, or I can go to a Michelin star restaurant. They come at different price points and one requires reservations. These, we can't treat things like they're the same anymore. And I desperately going forward do not, what we've talked about this, um, how do I say pre PC, pre corona, we talked about this where it was like, stop saying 
that the work you do is free because all you're doing is devaluing your time in every way possible. Like there's so much psych out this too when they're in sales. Like it's very clear that when people like pay more for something, they're more invested and they're more committed. Um, Right. So I don't know why we're like, hey, I'll be your free Google. What happened? Why? Why Why did that happen? I wonder when and what. Did that really come out? (laughs) Like I'm trying to remember if that came out post. Um, well, the economic thing used to be yeah, downturn, you're probably, or, the, or no, or like post internet. Is that what it was? Is that when that know. became a thing? But fee. Okay, so I'm thinking back to like when I got started. Fees were not as common then. No, so, right. We weren't charging and then, fees back then either. So I think they kind of like came along into the fee model. I I kind of th- I kind of think it maybe happened more with just like straight up oversaturation of the market because the boom, ha- you know what I mean? We recovered from the recession. There was enough business to go around. The cream of the crops are charging fees for their time okay. because they had a full book of business. But then everyone started signing up to work and travel. You know, we got this flood of new blood. And I think it was very easy to be like, well, I'll help. I don't have a fee. I'll help you for free. And let me as a way to like, drum up business or whatever. Yes, and then it then it shifted right because we did kind of get away from that a little bit. So it was like first it was free and no service fee, right? And then it's like oh well, the luxury way of doing because we all caught on that like you don't get luxury clients with free services is let's give you extra amenities. That's the new luxury play right now where it's like, right. that's literally the same thing. It's like, it's I'm giving you stuff um, is another way to do, uh, you know, it's costless. Right. That's just S- another sell on, Yes, yeah, selling on. You know, it's price. not value. I'm like, it's, it is a, it's a, it's a monetary value. Okay, maybe that's where I need to go with this. Like, we need to stop having any kind of of our sales be attached to like the monetary value in terms of like, I'm getting you deals. I'll work for free. I'm getting you extra shit. No, I'm here to advise you because if you go online, there's literally thousands of options and you don't know what to do. But I, I do. I know exactly what you should do when you tell me what you're into. So like, let's just, we need to call it like it is. Val- yeah, yeah, like really say what our well, value not is. Aso- us not associate our value into money. Like I can't, I, well, I'm like trying to figure that out in my head because at the end of the day, you can't put a price tag on 14 years of travel yeah, planning. Just like I can't. can't put a price tag on my dentist who's been in business for 28 years and has seen 100. Like I can't, like it's just yeah. not, I yeah. need his expertise. I need him to say, I've been in this situation before. I know what to do with your mouth or whatever. Or yeah. the roofer comes out or the the insurance agent is like, okay, I know what to do in this situation because I've been and- there. My experience has taught me this. Okay, yeah. so Katie and I, Katie had this brilliant idea, which we've, I feel like we've skirted around this before and we still don't understand what happened in our industry to not create this. But- it kind of like I can make it work in my brain when I think of like the hairstylist model where yeah. you you come in and you're an apprentice or an intern, whatever, and then mm-hmm. you move into like junior, whatever, stylist, and then I don't know what the senior stylist, master stylist, whatever words you want to give it. Same yeah. 
general concept here. You know, like, just associating... I mean, it really is like, I I know that this is gonna, I don't want to hurt feelings. Because if you're new, understand that there was a time when I was new, I also had a day one, okay, you'll, you'll get the experience. And if you have the backing of good colleagues and a good host, you can get there. But I think we've done our we have done ourselves a disservice. Because like you said, if we use the hairstylist model, People book all at every level. They book junior stylists. They book master stylists. It depends on the experience that they want to have. So there's no, I don't want to, I, I just don't, I'm like, if you're listening and you're new, this isn't being framed to be like only the people with the most experience are going to get business out of that idea. It's, that's not the case well, at all. that's not true. Yeah. No. I was like, not we got business and we, like you said, you, yes. you, we had day ones too. Like, obviously yep. we, we got here somehow, but um, but we see it like just don't put your value into these monetary things in terms of like free amenities and free service and stuff well, like that. Also, and here's like how valuable is it if I can just like I can just sign up with something tomorrow and offer that? How valuable is it? Amen, girl. That's true. How yeah, oh that's that makes me sick to my stomach. Because I've been fighting the good fight for way too long here in I this know. industry. But like, but meanwhile, oh. like think think of where where we are right now in our business. Like I have relationships and contacts and ex- expertise on the ground that you can't you can't sign up and get it. You'd have to put the time no. in. Same for you, and that's right. where we need to like sell ourselves on those things. Um, so yeah, I I. I guess kind of tying back to like our to- like where I know I was like sorry that was way not on topic <laughs> about advisor and supplier relationships whoopsie daisy but but, but then again it is though because I, I I think that that dynamic has has played into and also degraded that relationship because I have Actually, certainly yeah. felt this as a supplier where it's like that this like prevailing kind of attitude of like what are you going to give me what else are you going to do they need extra amenities they need this they need this they need this and then we we're not on such high your suppliers are not on such high margins they are good people with a set of skills that pay themselves a living wage (laughs) well it's odd to me that it's not the opposite we've talked about this before that there's a very like stick it to the man stigma for suppliers yes yes like you know, we've. It's because we're the I've ones taking the, the credit card payment. I really think that's why. I'm like, we take the payment, so we get the. I guess you know. that's such a bar th- bizarre yeah. thing, but it's also so odd to me though that people come to you and are like, "What can you do? What can you do? What can you do?" Instead of like, "What can I do for you?" Like, because they're my clients at the end of the day. Like, it's mutual, but they're also mine. So I'm like, "What do you need? Help? Yeah. What am I? What can I be filling in here that is not already happening?" So that this is a better experience for every single person involved. Yeah, I and think it has. It's yeah, it's totally gone away from because I can tell you I don't respond well. Like I, I can, I feel I it in the request, and, and I turn them down. I'm like, yeah, this isn't gonna work out um, because I don't blame you. I want, I want a part, I want a partnership, but I, but we have gone away from that because you're right. It's and I'm not saying that like you shouldn't have expectations of like good service and whatever else from a supplier, but it is it's mutual. Like I, I don't know how we've strayed so far from the idea of your win is my win and my win is your win we both make money when the trip closes and so outside of that 
Like, what are we, like, what are we doing? This is the one thing we have to work towards. And making it harder for ourselves. We're all just, it's kind of like crazy to me to even think about it as we're talking about it now. I'm like, how did we get here? To I don't know. This? We've created I an environment know the same where thing. we're like, we're eating ourselves alive. And it comes in very different forms where it's like, is my client experience enough? Are my amenities enough? As, are my client gifts enough? Is it enough? <laughs> What's enough? And so- and now we're in a situation where everybody's dying off left and right, basically. Mm-hmm. And well, what have we the, done? And also, you know, travel is not, a, we all know what the money is. Do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah, such Yeah, you don't come into dollars. it to make. Nope. No. So you gotta have, it's you gotta kinda, like it. <laughs> we're all skating on such razor thin stuff. So I'm like, this is why to me too, I'm like, I don't know why we've been acting surprised about suppliers going under for the past few years. The expectations have gone up. And you and I have talked a lot about that. Like what are the monsters we basically are creating in yeah. terms of the, your expectations are going up because the advisor is saying to the client, let me give you more, 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 mm-hmm. more. And yet the like, again, being a mutual relationship of like service thing, the client's not necessarily giving us more. We don't necessarily have more right. to work with, more money, more whatever. So it's no. not more respect. Um, so it's a very odd, but yeah, the advisors out there trying to be like, but I'll give you this and I'll give you this because I'm desperate. Stop. I don't, I feel like I've said this before. Like I'm having deja vu. we be like, stop being desperate. You are not yeah. desperate. Even, even well, post Corona, you're not desperate. Yeah. Like no. of all times, please don't. I'm already you planning survive out like this. Don't go backwards. I'm going to be saying no more, to be honest, after this. Um, And I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it being a slower rebuild. I want it to be exactly what I want and nothing else. Um, We've also joked, I'm like, it's going to feel real hard to work after that. Like, it's going to be a, it's going to take some like muscle memory to get back into like normal work mode. Because right now, you and I both have been like, it's hard to be excited because everything is. Yes. We don't know any answers. So, and I know a lot of other advisors are feeling that we too, and I'm sure suppliers are too. We're anxious to get yeah. there, but because we have no answers, it's kind of like, how many more times are we going to redo this? And yeah. so and to that, get back into normal mode is going to be like, like a good jog, gonna, like a real slow jog. Yeah, it is. And it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a trudge. And to me, the the way that happens is... I'm only going to work on something that I'm super pumped. If there's any You're gonna element that I'm not, I, I can't do it. Like, I, I can't muster. We'll be the, doing a disservice to, to yes, the client. Totally. Like, how unfair to them to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll do it. And you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. That's that's not fair right. to them. That actually <laughs> it, makes it worse. It's kind of, it is funny. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but as we've been talking this out, I'm like, our whole industry, do we all just need a little bit of a pep talk? We get paid for our relationships and to plan trips and do a really fucking good job at it. We don't need all this other shit. So let's just stop playing into it. We had created this. The traveler didn't show up and say, oh, but do I get a spa credit? <laughs> like no one Can is asking go- for that. <laughs> I feel like that's the consortia host issue. I know that's a really unpopular opinion. I know. But it's but who else is doing it? They went from yeah. like like go from a consortia host purpose besides to support it's, you know, numbers. It's a numbers game. Well, the numbers mm-hmm. game doesn't also have to be 
let's give them this so they book with you game. Well, now it's turned into something ugly that here we are. Well, okay. Can't navigate like from that. Well, let's talk about, okay, let's talk about this for a second, guys. So, uh, you know, as a supplier, I'm kind of out of that fray. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, That's true. like, host and, and well, sources aren't, I mean, I'm in and out because I'm dealing with advisors who are dealing with it, but I'm not directly dealing with it. But I will say, advisors, like, look around you. If what has happened in terms of selling in tons of amenities, because is that helping you close trips? It has sure didn't make any difference on mine. And, yeah. and you um, know, I can say that. Yeah, yeah. So is it to your benefit? Why is it not working out? So like, hey, you make more commission or hey, you get this. It's not working for you. If they're trying to like entice you by enticing your, your travelers, but these are tr- things that the travelers didn't ask for. They didn't say they wanted. And I have had seen no indication that these are things that they need. I think most travelers would prefer just like a fairly priced trip that's not inflated to account for amenities, personally. Um, (laughs) Personally. I mean, I don't know, but uh, I just like to spend my money and feel like like it's a good value. I buy what I want. Right. Right. Well, that's, oh, okay. This goes back to the thought, too, that we had like travel at the end of the day is a luxury. Yes. It is not a necessity. It is a luxury. So, you know, it, and I think I think we can all probably agree to this sentiment. When you have a, when you, or you've met people, I'm going to say from this, because I don't, I genuinely don't think I work with these people um, anymore, but this type of client. But I think of s- some of my dear um, Pennsylvanians that <laughs> I feel like their thought process is always like, I'm going to spend two grand and like, what's in it for me? And it's like, you're no, yes. travel's a luxury. Yeah. If all you have is two grand, then you have to accept that that's not. Um, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Like it's not. Oh God. I just have. <laughs> Kevin's going to think I was talking about him because we had this. <laughs> like this Kevin, this was not even about you. <laughs> I literally just feel like. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> It's not about you, Kevin. <laughs> oh, this is oh a problem. It's all real life like stories. But honestly, I was like thinking of like Joe, Joe, I don't even know, like with his big old pop beer belly and a hat. And like, you know, it's just like, I, but I'm going to go away for two grand. And what do you mean you're not going to give me that? You got two grand. What kind of car can you get for that? Like, it's a luxury. <laughs> God. Oh God, I'm dying. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's so funny. No, you're right though, because it is funny. Actually, Nick has this coworker who is like, like the king of super cheap, terrible travel, and um, he'll he'll tell Nick about these. Um, and Nick likes a little luxury. Okay, I should pre- preface it with that. But like, he'll he'll tell Nick about some like insane deal where he's like, oh, we could go. Uh, to Egypt for like five dollars, thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like a thousand dollars with hotel and food and flight. And Nick's like, oh, that doesn't sound safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like you're gonna have a bad case of uh, boo boo butt, and you're not getting off the toilet. <laughs> God, Wait, but 
it kind of goes like in my head this all goes to what we we're saying earlier with like stop selling yourself on price too in general stop being free yeah. services in that sense if you're new to the industry and you're like well y'all have said we can't charge high fees you're right but a high a fee doesn't have to be high to be good my fees are lower than people with less experience than me and yeah good on them Same. right yeah, if I work like, directly with a traveler, I charge a whopping three fifty, y'all. From I mean, three fifty to five hundred. And I know plenty of advisors who have less experience than me and charge more. And whatever. So going into it, like if especially I really do want to say, if you've survived something like what we've just are walking through right now, like you've earned you experience. and you've been on yeah. the phone for hours and you've done your service for these clients, then you've earned yourself yeah. a fee. Yeah. And you don't well, want the client who doesn't value that. I mean, you've probably been through hell and back. So I think if you're new and you are kind of like, how do I, let's just game this out. Like, how do I market myself without having a lot of experience? Because I don't want to scare off someone that's new. Again, we all had like day one, year one, first client, all of that. Um, I think that you, one, have to, you just have to own where you are. And I think that you just got to like kind of fall into wherever that feels right. So, you know, whether that's charging a plan to go fee to start out to just like avoid any tire kickers, that kind of thing. But also get yourself some support, you guys. Stop trying to do this solo. This is where you say, I have a great network of people I rely on that I can talk to and turn to for advice. And you don't have to feel bad then when you're on a consult call and you're like, you know what? I don't know that off the top of my head, but I know who to ask. Let me check and I will get back to you. So you could still, Ooh, you know what this you know, do, you the, do your job really well without, but until as you build the experience. Well, and I think, I mean, that's how we've talked about this a thousand times. That's how we've learned, but there's this weird new trend we're seeing that there's these people that think they're not advisors and they like to use all oh, the same God, terms yeah. and they try to be like we basically they just handle itineraries and, and they'll book but like they try to say they're not an agent taking commission it is a very complicating and ruining all of us and both their business model could work just fine i don't care if that's what you want to do that's your der- derivative yeah. prerogative, prerogative. Fuck. <laughs> word number 20 million that heather has lost like i've lost all credibility today because there's just nothing up there um but it's their prerogative to do that but don't go and throw the rest of us under the bus yeah and and especially when like you're using host agencies and stuff for their support and for their information and then kind of essentially not kind of they are throwing the rest of us under the bus also confusing the consumer even more y'all we have like all should have one goal supplier and advisor we have one goal here let's all focus on that going forward and we will all be better and do better and figure this out together because what's what we're seeing is just constant divides constant confusion and that doesn't help any of us like not a single one of us is going to win then yeah, I th- I think that you know, I right before all this happened, we were in such a travel boom, which is, you know, obviously amazing and we all got to reap the benefits of that. But because of that, because there was more than enough business to go around and we were all so busy, it kind of we neglected 
um, what we should really be about, which is, is these relationships and these partnerships. And that's however you view them. If you're an advisor and you prefer to book directly with hotels, like build a relationship with that hotel. I'm not saying that suppliers are the end all be all, but like you, you have to be invested in what you're doing and create your business around it. And also just be very clear to your clientele that this is how you work. And this is what it means to work with you, that this is how you do things. And I just want us to moving forward because here's the deal, guys. We're going to need each other. We need each did other. Did you just say we yell? We each other before. Oh, did I? I don't know. I don't did I throw in a yo? Maybe, maybe. I'm not actually sure. Yo. Maybe. It's like, no. Yo. I don't yo. Um, that just makes me think of Justin. That's how he answers the phone. He's like, yo. <laughs> so funny. Um, Justin we're gonna need- brother. We've told stories about oh, him yes. before. Yeah. yeah. You may have met him at a trade show back in the day. Um, anyway, yeah, no, we we just have to really go get, we have to get on the same team. We can't be fighting each other uh, because that is of no service to the traveler, one. And two, we are going to need each other more than ever to rebuild. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be, I don't, I don't want to, I would love to see everything just like turn back on and happen really fast. But I do think we need to mentally prepare ourselves for like, this could be like a little bit of a slow road and that we're going to be building and that not all of us are going to make it to the other side. And we need each other to make that happen. Um, so I, I would just love to see it become a lot more transparent, like you said, and just more like. A, a real partnership, like a sense of equality in that. Like I literally, as a supplier, I cannot do what you guys do as an advisor. I can sell other destinations. I know fuck all about other places. I can't, you know, like I don't, I don't deal with airlines and all of the like bullshit bureaucracy that, that comes with that. Like you guys have a lot of challenges that I am not equipped or prepared to handle. Like if I decided to shift and be of an advisor that sells everywhere tomorrow, I would be starting from ground zero with a lot of the industry. Like I'm very good in my one small, my corner and you guys, like everyone needs to be good in their corner, but we got to work together to make it happen. It's too widespread. We cannot, no one person can be the end all be all of every side of the industry from A to B. And while being the end all be all, also attempting to compete with the marketing dollars of huge OTAs uh, yes. and booking groups and Airbnb and these other things. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong with those things. It's just let's be clear in what we are and let people choose choose that. I think that I really it's just like it's it's I've solved so much miscommunication so far. I think that that's like we're reaping what we sowed um, right now I, on that. I think you said that articulated that extremely well. And we said this too when we first recorded, but you just mentioned it. Um, just if you're doing, if you have the time to educate yourself right now, that destination education, I, I don't want to knock it completely because obviously having a sense of geography is always a positive. But it's if you could spend more time um and learning how suppliers work and what you don't know and asking questions um, about, you know, payment terms going forward and stuff, you will feel so much more empowered going forward and secure in those relationships um, than you will 
by showing up to that webinar. And I'm like, I'm trying so hard not to hate on them because I know there are teams of people putting them together and doing their best they can in this scenario. But um, I just, I I look at it differently than they do because I also am not trying to reach 5 million people. Well, exactly. I Yeah, totally. I think that going forward, um, if you are trying to learn more about a certain destination and if you want to start with like, an, like a webinar or whatever, you can do that. But we've said this before and I'll say it again. Applied practice is where it's at. You've got free time. Take one of your old client profiles and be like, if they were going to X destination and plan the trip. If that's what you want to learn how to do, learn how to do it. Like it, you, you learn by doing. It's never going to just sink into your brain on its own without a little effort um, from you in that on that side of it. And then oh, what else was I going to say? Oh man, now it's leaving my brain. Sorry, that's that's not a good. I'm not trying to send that. Uh. Your I feel like you're articulating <laughs> really well today. And I'm really thankful since I'm not. And um, oh, that's what I was. Here's what I was gonna say. I think, and this is across the board: advisors, suppliers, hosts, consortias, ASTA, literally every publications, everyone in our industry. If you're here, if you're full time, if you want to stay here, you need like it is your responsibility. And now that we all have time, a bigger responsibility. Get curious about your industry. It shouldn't have taken until now to understand how suppliers make money. Yeah, so, it's embarrassing. Also, we said this. You can't disrupt an industry you don't understand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Like what you're talking yes. about. like, Yeah, you, you understand how things work. And from... I this is just kind of how my my brain like I I like to take things apart because I don't I don't feel like I can work within the rules until I know what they all are um or break any and but like we you have you have to kind of to understand like no wonder I'm just thinking like from the point of view of an advisor if you never understood how suppliers make money or what they actually do and you're like a year or two in like of course no wonder you don't value it like you don't even understand what it is how and like, we what's and the- right and we don't know why that's occurred we have no idea why that yeah. our industry has been set up like this but I feel like it always goes back to the statement where I'm like the industry was like left they were just like dropped it and we're like, yeah, motherfuckers, figure I, it out. I think we're, um, we're I, I think we're victims of our own success. I'll be honest. I think we bounced ooh. back and we bounced back hard after the recession, and we went from. But it was even before that because you and I came in before yeah. that, and nobody was talking. Like we talk no. about the stick it to the man mentality. I don't feel like that. I have that as much now, but back then, certainly can remember yeah. distinctly. Like Pam, me, and Debbie, and. Um, Rochelle and we'd go to a dinner and like this is what was expected of the supplier and you know it was it was not and that's how I was quote unquote raised in it like well that's true that's actually so I think it's been some weird thing that like you're right maybe it is victims of our own success and then they just never worried about anything well and it goes on both sides like obviously suppliers have not we have done ourselves a huge injustice and not being open and on because I can tell you like my attitude of it when we first started I would 
like I literally used to tell advisors, I'm like, yeah, I do the work for you. That's the benefit. Like I'm a resource. Ask me, I'll tell you how to do this. And that, that is how I was looking at it. Now I'm like, yeah, no, that has a value and that this is how this works. So I do think suppliers have kind of like, we've dug our own grave a little bit in that respect. And I can kind of understand from the point of view of, as an advisor, like exactly what you're saying, because if you're an advisor and you've never seen the back workings of a supplier, I think it would be very easy to assume that suppliers make a lot of money because we take out take them out to dinners. We pay for mm-hmm. all the drinks. We pay for the trade shows. Fans. We spot fans. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things are extraordinarily expensive. Um, it's pretty prohibitive for any of the smaller to medium suppliers. Mm-hmm. And I just I I think it's worth talking about because it's not as if like I used to work for a supplier, guys. I know what my old salary was. I knew what senior people's salary was. It is, they are not like making money hand over foot. Like it is not. No, you don't. Just like not that way. We don't go into travel to like make billions it's, yeah, of it's dollars. Not money. No. no. Well, and no. especially now post Corona, look how quickly that all gets taken away. Well, and also, like, like, you have to think about it, too. Like, if there's, if there, because there are a lot of suppliers that, like, are not saying, they're not going to say no to any business. And I'm like, here we are thinking that they're rich simultaneously, like, literally taking any client, even. Right. They'll, <laughs> even do, they'll do anything. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying. <sighs> um, you made me think of something. No, and I, well, it goes to what you say, too. Like, I don't know why advisors haven't been curious like I guess I've always been more curious I, w- I want to know everything I would say I don't pick yeah. things apart quite as much as you like I don't need to know the exact inner workings I just need to have a like a general knowledge of it and obviously well, we were I've having had these a, conversations very early on about like the back end I was going to yeah, say I feel asked. like I well and I'm obviously very lucky to have this relationship with you where I could ask these questions but I know that everybody probably knows a rep of something better than something else that could be asking these questions and not from a like a standpoint of like, I want to know your numbers, but just a general curiosity of like, what, how does this work? Because then it's also much easier for that educated advisor, informed advisor to explain why right now you're not getting your deposit back. We did the work. Mm Mm -hmm. You're going to advocate for both, you know, both sides a little bit better because you're you're educated on it and informed and you're not just walking around like la 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 la. Right. I do think actually kind of in that same vein, I think going forward, um, there's going to be more vetting. And I think that's from both sides. Like, Mm. yes, I'm not going to just work with every advisor and I hope that other suppliers do the same. And I'm not you should you know, there's a lot of talk out there right now like what suppliers to work with after this and I think getting curious is a big part of that like I want to understand like your basic business model so I know if we're a good fit to work together like that's really well and I I think it's definitely going to happen on both sides I also think as advisors we need to be prepared that some consumers I think I mentioned this earlier like the ones that are a little bit more traveled are going to have more questions they're mm-hmm. like a lot of, you know, some of our world has been ripped open yeah. a little bit because obviously if you're going back and you're like, well, we can't refund this money. And so-and-so says this, we're, we're opening yeah. up that, like the ecosystem for people to see. And yeah. um, so I, I think we all need to be prepared, but it's, it's actually, it's nothing to be scared about. If you're transparent and honest, 
You got nothing to lose. And it feels, honestly, it feels so good. Like, I love um, when Yeah, it's you're not trying clear. to sit there and figure out ways to get yes. around things or, like, ways to explain yeah. the relationship when you're like, oh, God, I got to go explain this relationship. And, like, they don't really care. No, no, be upfront about it. Then it's not a shock. And you're like, well, why you see that is because this. It actually shocks me sometimes that more consumers don't ask me. Like, obviously, your... Um, when I send over your travel filings, it says North and Leisure. Nobody ever asked me. They're like, who's North and Leisure? Yeah. Except for the crazy man who thought you were selling his phone number. <laughs> so I didn't even want your phone number, Ray. I hate calling people. <laughs> that was the best part. We're like, no, dude. She doesn't have yeah. your phone number. Yeah, and you're barking up the wrong alley, She certainly doesn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> and trust me. Oh. Nobody's asking North and Leisure for their client list to sell their phone numbers and emails. Like, right. we only wish we could be that cool. <laughs> I wish right now right. somebody, you want my oh, emails? Man. I might give them yeah. to you. You want Name them? the price. No? Okay. Also, just kidding if any clients are listening. Just kidding. I promise I'm not going to yeah, sell out on marketing. Yeah, we're not really going to do that. We're not going to do that. Kevin um, will finally listen to this episode and he'll be like, wow, so you I threw am. me under the bus and then made yourself <laughs> legally wide open. Good work, guys. Good work. Yeah. Um, Clearly that webinar did us good. Um, I would say we kind of touched on this before and I don't want to like raise any alarms uh, now because... Again, everyone is handling this the best that they can. I truly believe that. I don't think anyone's trying to like screw anyone over in any of these situations. Um, obviously, if there's, I know there are some suppliers that have been called out because they weren't honoring their own terms and conditions, which is that's yeah. hot garbage. Um, obviously, we aren't talking about them. But I've, I am growing more concerned for people suppliers in my space sort of in that um, FIT willing to take on a little more moderate budget um, people in my space when I hear about like rather than losing a few hundred dollars on a cancellation like according to their own terms um, they were they're willing to like go way over the top in terms of credits or incentives uh, to me, right. that's like, oh, we are robbing Peter to pay Paul over here. And yeah. that to me is a bit of a red flag for the future. Um, uh, yeah, that's I find that a little bit terrifying. Uh, yeah, no. <sighs> Guys, it's and there's just as, as we all know, eight weeks into this or will be more than that. But like we don't we just don't know. So you have to to go with your gut and ask a lot of questions that yeah you know go with your gut really that's it like I'm thinking of a weird. specific scenario and like you told me and I was like ooh so like if that yeah that's feeling, well that's how I feel yeah uh, yeah I'm like ah uh, it breaks my heart too literally yeah just constant heartbreak um but yeah Anyways, I don't. I hope we sort of answered the question of what we think travel advisor and supplier relationship. I think it's all connected. At the end of the day, I think we yes. when we had done this before, kind of the whole thing was there's such a lack of education in terms of yeah. how suppliers work for on the advisor side, and then that trickles down to like the consumer's lack of education on how this all works. So the hope in going forward, and Katie's going to make yes. us 
make us a little, um, yes. I, don't know what, I call it a series, a something to describe this better yeah. since she articulates it so well. She's going to make yeah. it. I'm going to make I'm her sell it. it. <laughs> and um, that way we can all use it because I surely want to use it. I think it. she has a really great way of breaking this down and um, really helpful to explain to your clients, I mean, because I feel like I can say it, but sometimes when you're put on the spot too, you're just like, uh, what? You just need a, vi- a visual. I do think going well, and- forward, like we need to be, kind of like what you were saying, because I know you're working on this with Jenna, it's like we put put some of this stuff into your welcome, guys. Put it like front and center on your website. Like don't hide yep. from... Don't hide from it. Um, do, do not hide from it. And I think, too, that what is going to come with that partnership is something that I would like to see, which happens naturally as you're working more together. But something I really want to see is just more trust. Um, I would like to see there, like more the building trust on both sides because I have felt a lack of trust occasionally with advisors where I'm like, I don't totally believe that they like reviewed all of this Ooh, with agree. The, you know, because I'm trust point. I'm trusting an advisor to like review my terms and explain who I am and explain how this works. Um and and not I I I'm not in control of that, right? Because you guys are the point of communication. When then the flip side of that is obviously you need to trust that your supplier is a good fit, is gonna like actually do what they said they were gonna do and carry out the trip and also you know, that they're acting in good faith because they're taking the client payments um, is a huge element of that. So we got to work on, uh, need some trust building exercises here. Right. It all goes together. Honesty and trust are the same thing. Just really good communication Mm -hmm. and we can all solve all the world's problems. For real. Um, All right. Well, yeah. Hope you guys are otherwise hanging in there and um i'm yeah not that anybody i don't know if this was like bright and well it wasn't bright and cheery necessarily but hopefully we made you laugh at one point well you know it's hard it's sometimes some of what we talk about is hard to always be bright and cheery but i will say this conversation uh that's taking place across the industry right now about what does this look like going forward and how do we what do we want it to be actually makes me feel very clear in what my role is and that makes me feel very hopeful that all of my client interactions that happen from this point forward um, are better that they're even better that we're even clearer on what this is and what i'm going to bring to the table and what you're going to bring to the table and how that's going to work together um so that actually does make me feel um really hopeful going forward i like that so yeah all right, guys. All right. Have a good rest of your week or day, whatever, month. Yeah. If you need anything, you know where to find us at Travel Pro Theory on the gram.